See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking Hello, all of this Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I am here with my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. Hello! <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, SummerSlam weekend, uh, four days in Brooklyn. It couldn't end, and they couldn't get out of Brooklyn soon enough. Uh, before we get into that, though, just to mention, check out Falls Count Anywhere. Check out a new episode of The Perfect Edge coming very soon. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe to it. Give us five-star reviews. Uh, very helpful to us. We appreciate them very much. And SummerSlam weekend. Uh, what did you guys, just initial thoughts of SummerSlam. And actually, Ayla, you might we might as well do ratings first. Yeah. So you might as well break down the rating system for... Our listeners. Well, if, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. A fantastic show, it's a showstopper. Okay. So, Eck, you want to give a rating first? It was a slobber knocker. A high slobber knocker for me. Uh, it, overall, I'll say with the, the wrestling weekend, uh, for if you're a wrestling fan, it was a phenomenal weekend. I mean, it's you know we're, we're looking at five days of wrestling content. It's a love-hate subject when you say five days mm-hmm. of wrestling content. Uh, specifically with my wife. She hates this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, from NXT, and kudos to Triple H for starting a wrestling weekend or basically a wrestling week on a high note. Uh, NXT was awesome. SmackDown was great. And it's one of those things where they checked you. If you do not watch the pre-show, watch it because there was great content on the pre-show um, for SummerSlam. SummerSlam stacked with a 14 card. I believe that's including the uh, pre-show. They they had a lot of great matches. There was a lot of great stories to be told. Some with not as much content as you wanted, but at the end of the day, there you know it filled the bill. Mm-hmm. Alo, you got a rating. <sighs> SummerSlam. Okay. Mm. So I'm gonna give SummerSlam the show a slobber knocker. It it pains me to like like Eric said the five day weekend. It's like it starts out great as always on Saturday night NXT always delivers and then it's like they want to be there. <laughs> it's like they yeah. lay it all on the line and then it gets us ready for the next night for the next night. For the pay per view, and it's like, it, and they give you so little, and it's like, watching NXT, then watching SummerSlam, I was just like, I can't wait for Triple H to take over, take over. <laughs> I really, I really can't because it's like, two completely different things. It it was ridiculous. Like, I knew what to expect because we talked about last week how my excitement level was low, and then on Raw they kind of put it up yeah. a little bit for me, which is fine. But until there was only three matches I really cared about, and that was the women's match and the Raw Tag Titles and the Fatal Four Way, and all those matches really delivered. And that's what I was there to see. The, 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 the women's match was before the tag title match, right? 
Yes. I believe so. But, okay, so the women's title match, it was fine, but we know the heat is there between those two, so we kind of, like, have a jaded opinion on how that match is going because we're looking for the physicality. But for me, the tag team title match, that made the show until the main event because the show just dragged. Like, like I love watching shows with you guys, but I think the group text kept, kept me sane <laughs> through, that, through that entire show. It just... Some of it lacks so much, and like, I think the Brooklyn crowd got a. They finally got they got the word of the critically acclaimed Ronnie versus the world. Have <laughs> enjoyed the show. They attempted to enjoy SummerSlam, but it's just like they don't. I don't know. I can't put, ever put my hands on it. Like what it is, it's like try harder in the Universal Title match. That was great. It was exactly what we wanted it to be. My match tonight is the pre-show. The New Day versus the Usos, that was probably the match of the night, but it was on the pre-show, so you, can't mm-hmm. really, so you can't really count that. But so the re- I'm up and down. But you can't. I mean, I- you can, but you can't. But you can't. But look. But as far as the main show, SummerSlam, we knew that we knew we were getting from the Fatal Four. It was what it had to be. But I think the tag team title match that was the match of the night because that implemented the actual story. So I would give it a Slavonarka, but it just pains me to watch the watch the difference between NXT on Saturday night and then Sunday you got SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm going to give it a slobber knocker because there is enough on this show that I really liked. It, it, I, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't get a slobber knocker and you have four... How bad does the show got to be to not get a slobber knocker? There's 14 matches. If one match is amazing out of 14, shouldn't it... it I guess at least be it's not going to be a jobber. Yeah. You, you get two really good matches out of fourteen. It's not going to be a jobber. It, it almost makes the argument of where like th- are, you know three three scale rating isn't enough. But at the same time, it's one of those things where um, it, you know when you compare it against NXT, it, it's not it's not a fair battle. Yeah, no, it's not um, enough that I liked, but. I really just don't like the presentation of pay-per-views for WWE anymore. Like, too much cutting away to commercial. Too much... On your network. Yeah. (laughs) Your own network. It's like... And I'm not really one to hype up the Attitude Era too much. Like, I enjoyed it, but I'm not one of these people that's always like, ah, I'm not Action Bronson talking about, like, (laughs) ah, I want the Stone Cold and the Rock back. Like, I get that it's evolved. But one of the things they did back then was a show, there was like a start to finish, and, and things went, weaved in and out of the show. Like, you'd get story throughout the show. This is just like segment, 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 segment. And a lot of it doesn't feel much different than Raw or SmackDown, which is unfortunate. So, I'm going to give it a slobber knocker. We might as well just get into the matches now. Universal Championship. The monster movie that I know I wanted, that we all wanted. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Everything I could have hoped for out of this. There was no point in that match where I was like, ah, this is disappointing. I loved it. Every guy played their part. Brock, for as much as I've downplayed him in most of the last year, I thought was a you know has played a key part in this story in this match. His presence made it better. Uh, they made Braun look incredible. 
yeah. And aside from Brock, obviously the strongest looking person. Yeah, like they made Braun look unbelievable. Like he's become a real attraction. So I loved it. I don't know, Alo, your thoughts on this on this match, if you have anything you haven't already expressed. Oh, I loved it from start to finish. It, it did get a little drag at the in the middle part because this was basically the monster movie that you said. It was like, like a more of a hardcore element. They were outside of the ring a lot of the match, but you could tell like after Brock got out, it kind of slowed down a bit, but that was the story of the match. But it's not often times that Brock Lesnar looks like a cruiserweight yeah. <laughs> yeah. compared to Braun Strowman because it was like the way he just picked him up, he looked so small. And... I said last week that I thought Roman, Roman was going to get pinned in the situation, which he did, so that kind of like checks Roman up the list because he mm-hmm. beat Joe and he beat Roman. The next step is Braun Strowman. And the match is what, what it had to be, and that's what I wanted it to be. And now I'm more, I'm really excited moving forward because, like I said last week, that I think Braun may be the one to take the title off of Brock. And they already made the match. Yeah. On Raw. Eck. Any diff- any more thoughts on this match, or you think you said what you needed to about it? I mean, uh, I I guess just to dive in and out real quick, things I thought that were really good about the match, I think everyone got what they expected from the match and more. I think my only complaint overall or in the match would be obviously that Brock won. Um, the match was great. I almost like the fact Brock did a great job selling the injury. Of when he went through the second table, you know, throwing up the X, showing like he was hurt. He gets sent to the back. And it wasn't similar to Roman from the Rumble years in the past where he stayed back there excess for an excessive amount of time. Brock was back there and he was right back in the mm-hmm. ring. That made excuse me, that made it enjoyable. Aside from being enjoyable, you know, it played to the the strengths from everyone in the match, from everyone, like, can you keep this person down? Can you keep this person down? Can you keep this person down? Um, Braun looked great. My, my, I guess my, again, my complaint, I felt like Joe, who was my overall favorite to win, or who at least I wanted to win, I didn't, I thought he looked the weakest in the match. Again, that's just my complaint. But the match looked great. Uh, obviously, we're looking forward to five weeks from now with Samoa Joe facing Brock Lesnar for a universal title. I guess my biggest complaint with this is, you know, they do pay-per-views so close together now. I was hoping may- maybe the next pay-per-view isn't for five weeks. I hope SmackDown doesn't get one first because I would hope Raw would be getting, you know, the next swing because mm-hmm. I-, I don't think we need this to... You know, take five weeks to get to SmackDown. Doesn't no. have a pay per view in September, but they I think they're falls into the first or second week of October because they, they have Hell in a Cell. Raw has no mercy, so there's no SmackDown pay per view for, for the month of September. Okay, uh, the the other thing that I, the only other thing I had to say about this match was how often do you get to legitimately have Brock Lesnar get carted off on a stretcher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that tells you everything you need to, to know about Braun Strowman is that you can. And Make it realistic that he put Brock on and, a stretcher. And we all, I and mean, it's one of those things, like you would say, you got to tip the hat to Brock because, it's like I said, Brock threw up the X. You really could think he was hurt. It's one of those things, I, I, I'm watching the match with my family, and we're all wondering, like, is this real? And I'm one of those people, I want to believe what's going on. I want to buy into the, not just the storylines, but I want to believe... If there's an injury going on, this could be happening. Mm-hmm. Brock throwing up the act, Brock getting carted off. I'm like, we're guaranteed a new champion. Mm-hmm. Boom. Universal title. We're going to see it every week. 
that's excitement. That's what we need to say. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And then, obviously, that's not how it went, but at least it, it gave you excitement for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I am upset they didn't chant Brock's napping. <laughs> well, you knew that wasn't going to happen. If it was Roman, they would have. Yeah, the guy who can't wrestle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. On Raw, Heyman and Brock come out. Another great promo from Heyman, as you would expect. Um... I love how much Heyman loves getting the pop when he mentions Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, the way he really gears up for it and has that smile on his face when he says Roman Reigns. Because he knows the crowd is just going to go nuts when he mentions it. Braun interrupts, goes for the choke slam, hits two power slams, um, holds the title up. And I'm like, they really could not be doing any better of a job with Braun Strowman. All the things we could complain about. From this time last year to right now. I'm not complaining, but I got a question. Mm-hmm. Is his finisher to power slam? Does he have multiple finishers? Does he do the reverse choke slam? Does he do a regular choke slam? Does he do a regular choke slam? Is it just a reverse choke slam? He's done a choke slam. I'm excited. I'm the- excited. I'm interested that way because big men should do power bombs and choke slams. The way I was <laughs> brought up, big men choke slam people and they do power bombs. This guy came out and he found people that were miniature and he did a disgusting reverse choke slam. Not disgusting to him, towards the person taking it. You mm-hmm. had to feel bad. James Ellsworth took a reverse choke slam. Imagine getting choke slammed, but on your. Your belly. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Mm-hmm. So he was about to do it to Brock Lesnar, a regular choke slam. And I'm like, if he delivers this choke slam, he's the next Universal Champion. Give him the belt right now. He doesn't get the choke slam, but he gets the power slam again. And then he delivers it a second time after delivering multiple times the night prior. Obviously, I, I know that's his go-to move, but choke slam... And I think I just made it clear. Choke slam, power slam, <laughs> or a power bomb. I'm a fan for a big fellow like Braun. <laughs> How'd you feel about No Undertaker? Very happy. <laughs> Thrilled. You know, I was Thrilled. very satisfied about that. I was waiting for it. I can't believe that was a serious question. I was going to come on here. That might have been all we talked about if <laughs> The Undertaker showed up. That's why I, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have called out. That's uh, why I brought it up. I would have took my ball and went home. <laughs> I, I discussed it with Prep a little bit, I think, on Saturday, maybe. And he was like, yeah, like, I'd feel cheated. Like, the whole thing with WrestleMania, like, ultimately yeah. doesn't mean anything. I was like, I don't even... That part doesn't even bother me. It's like, just let it be over. Like, he was horrible in that match with Roman but Reigns. That was yeah, my, there's no business him being back out there. Yeah, that was my. those are my two reasonings. Because it was like, one, that would basically... Classify WrestleMania as obsolete, <laughs> and then he, as bad as that match was, he just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what else is left of this? There's nothing left. Yeah. There's there's no need. There's zero need for it. But apparently, I don't want to see it. But apparently, he was getting scanned for a video game. Okay. Well, that I could live with. Yeah. But I do not need to see him wrestling anymore. That just please be done. <laughs> I respect what you've done. You know. I don't even think it's arguable. Like, the greatest character ever created in the industry. Nobody else will ever duplicate what he did. Be happy with what you did and just leave it alone now. Braun and and Brock, are you guys looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Let's pray for a title change. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm saying that as a guy that avidly normally is the hater of a... uh, 
you know, a guy getting pushed straight to a main title. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Braun is one of the few exceptions where He's, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely an exception. Like, he legitimately has become something you need to see every week. Because you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Raw Women's Championship, Sasha and Alexa. Well, in the words with Troy, mm-hmm. Braun is never finished with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never is. And clearly not finished with Brock Lesnar. Uh, I thought Sasha and Alexa was a good match, but I did not feel like any type of like level of excitement when Sasha won the title. I almost feel like it was like an unearned accomplishment, not for her specifically personally, but like from a creative standpoint, a storytelling standpoint. It's like you guys didn't earn this. Like you yeah. just threw it in there and it happened and it's like okay that's a thing that happened it wasn't like a big deal yeah cause um my thing was like I said we talked about last week about how the, the, heat, the heat is real from a reliable mm-hmm. source and even you could tell it was real from the from the beginning of the match I remember that one spot where I think Sasha backed Alexa to the corner and yeah. Alexa gave this, this really really big forearm mm-hmm. but like you said we got cheated out of a build at Great Balls of Fire, and we got kind of backdoored into this match because I thought Bailey would end up winning the title. As we got this, that's where you would have got the Sasha Banks heel turn at SummerSlam, but it didn't happen that way since Bailey got hurt. So like we got, we not, we never got a build. Like we never got to see, really see that real life tension except on Raw Talk when Sasha cut that one promo. Mm-hmm. We never heard Alexis deal with Sasha. So it did, I do see a point there, but now. We have the rematch next week on Raw, and I, and I hope there's like some shenanigans with that, so we can actually get a get a like a really big payoff and a build because that's what four or five weeks away. Yeah. So I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that aspect, and you kind I might be looking too deep into this, but they kind of I kind of think they may make a big deal about this since Alexa is a part of the No Mercy commercial. So I'm really interested to see uh, interested to see how far they go with these two. So do you think maybe they realize this is a money story that people want to see? We kind of have not done this properly. Let's do it properly for the next time. Yeah, because they're like they've been acknowledging on television that these two women don't like each other. Yeah, it's been talked about. And you know, you know, WWE is oh, you don't like each, you don't like each other. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah, Eck. Uh, I mean, I didn't think the match was necessarily terrible. I, I'm obviously thrilled Sasha Banks won the title. Uh, it's obviously you're gonna see Alexa Bliss again get a rematch. Obviously, with the results from a lot of uh, SummerSlam matches, there's gonna be a lot of rematches going forward. Um, I hope they do do this justice. It's one of those things you, you don't know which way they're gonna go. They could do it as a one-off, and it happens on Raw, and then they put them with someone else. Um, I hope they handle it right. There's obviously a plethora of women not being utilized, but despite the real life heat between the two, that's something they got to address and they got to bring it out more. Both of them, I think, there's something that's completely being unutilized in this storyline. Yeah, there needs to be some actual storytelling with it, not just okay, you're in a match now. Um, the, even the whole thing with Sasha having like a Brooklyn curse. Like, <laughs> I laughed at that. It's like okay, you just all of a sudden throw. The, yeah, well, we could say this at the last second. Like it didn't mean anything. Um, Raw, she gets booed. Yeah, when she comes out for her promo. I got, when you done when we done talking about that part, I got something to bring up. So go ahead. Um, she gave a shout out to Ric Flair, which was nice for cheap pop. Uh huh. 
she handled it much better than Bailey did. Uh, Bailey just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Sasha at least was savvy enough to try to get a cheer, although she got booed through almost the whole thing, other than that part. And, and then when Alexa came out. Yeah, Alexa came out. They had their little back and forth. I like that Alexa at least called out that Sasha's never really defended her title. Mm-hmm. And now they have a match next week, which I'm looking forward to. Hopefully that somehow leads them. I want them to be the No Mercy match, not not either one of them to have a match with somebody else. But, I don't know, were you surprised she got Budek? Yeah, I was. I didn't think it was to the extent. Again, it could have been, honestly, I was watching Raw a day late. It could have been because I was fast-forwarding segments. Mm-hmm. Um, it <clears throat> did not seem like the boos were as bad as it was towards Bailey. No, it wasn't that bad. The reason, the reason I think she really got booed, did any of you guys see what Rusev was saying on Twitter? And then did you see the video of her going out, picking up her food with Mikazi or whatever, and didn't acknowledge any of the fans outside I, the um, hotel? I, I heard about I, a, I heard about her not acknowledging the fans, but I didn't hear about Rusev thing. Yeah, the, the, before the, the video came out, there was a tweet Rusev said, um, Eddie Guerrero would have shaken all those fans' hands and acknowledged them or something like that. And then a few days later, there was this video of her and Mikazi grabbing their food from the hotel. Like they left the hotel to pick up their food from the car, but there's like a, a, swar- a sea of fans outside calling her name, and she didn't even wave or acknowledge them. She just walked straight to the to the car, walked straight back into the hotel. Yeah, I, so I didn't see any of this. Uh, Derek McCauley actually mentioned it to me, I believe, on Tuesday morning. He texted me and said this, like that what Rusev said, and like there were reports of her kind of blowing off fans during the course of the weekend. And my thing is like, I don't care. I don't care about that at all. Yeah, because me and you, we kind. Of, I don't. I don't know how Eric stands on that point. Me and you kind of have the same, the, the same view on that. It's Got like life. No, it's not. It's not. It's and it's like they're normal people too. It's like they have like. That's the, like they're not working. That's their personal space. I don't like, wave song my fans. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they can come see you anytime at Scott Hunt. But, um, Still don't wave them <laughs> yeah, there either. Yeah, you but flying or you flying? Yeah, it's like I understand your fans, but it's it's like they're human beings too. Like give them their space. Like you, if you say hi, just tell them they're great. But I'm not all with the whole kind of take a picture with you thing because like you don't have that much free time. And it's like the last thing you want to do is be bombarded. And I can understand if you just say hi and just keep it moving. But I can't, like, if I was in their shoes too, I kind of might be that way at the same time. So you got to, there, there's a couple things I think about this. One, that particular group of fans deserves nothing as yeah. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, you also have to think. She's probably getting harassed everywhere she goes. Yeah, but cause I don't mean thing- harassed like attention wise, like. She's probably got a lot of inappropriate stuff being yeah, said yeah, to her. She probably woman. feels threatened a lot. Yeah. I'm sure her husband probably has to deal with a lot. Did you hear that he almost got into a fight with a fan? Mm-hmm. Because he, he says your wife's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I, I really don't have a problem with it. Like, I, I would assume for any of those women, it is probably not fun being seen out in public by most of these guys. Yeah, men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like all the obscene gestures. They think they they think they're gonna bag you or take you home. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Cause I'm cause um, 
Remember at WrestleMania when I actually bumped into The Miz? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, God, that's The Miz. And I told Angel, she was like, you next to get a picture? I'm like, no, 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 no. He's tired. He wants to get out. He can't get out this, this a parking lot. Degrees. Exactly, a million degrees. He's in a three-piece suit. He yeah. can't get out the parking lot because everybody's walking in the street. And he the- just lost to John Cena. <laughs> that's sad enough. <laughs> that's enough to be sad about. And then, like, um, a few weeks ago, we saw Wendell Smallwood at the mall. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you're trying, you don't get a picture? I'm like, no, he's shopping. Like, nobody really knows who he is because he's a second or third string. Mm-hmm. like, I know who he is. I use him in Madden, and I'm a fan. So, like, <laughs> I let him blend him. He's shopping. I'm like, I'll, I'll give him a head nod. I acknowledge I know who he is, but that's his personal space. Yeah, I, I have no issue with that. And to me, that's definitely not a reason to take it to the arena and boo somebody. Meanwhile, it's Angel's chucking and jiving with Enzo and uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's not bashful at all <laughs> about mixing it up with somebody when nope. she sees him out. Yeah, because she gave me that whole thing. She's like, if you saw Kobe Bryant, I was like, I might I might mark out, but I wouldn't act to take a picture of even his family or whatever. Like, you wouldn't be bothered. Yeah, it's Kobe. You marking out. You taking a picture. Shut up. <laughs> this is not wrestling related, but it's related to what you just said. When I was working at the airport, uh, I was like maybe two or three weeks into that job. This was like four years ago, maybe. Um, one of my coworkers is saying like some celebrities he's like running to in the airport because obviously people are in town. There's a good chance you'll see them in there. And he's like, who do you? He's like, do you think you'd be like starstruck by anybody? I'm like, I don't know if I'd be starstruck because it's not like I'm like forced into a conversation or interaction with them. Like if I just see somebody, I was like, you know who I might be starstruck by? Like, Dr. J. Like, that was my first, like, sports hero, sports idol. Like, he's, like, royalty to me. Literally, the next morning, I'm standing there, like, at my post. And one of, like, the the carts comes driving by. And on the back of it is Dr. J. (laughs) And I was, like, frozen. (laughs) And I see him. Like, I kind of, like, my eyes kind of follow him as he goes by. And I just put my hand up and just kind of wave like I'm, like, five years old. And he puts his gigantic hand up and waves to me. And the guy who I was talking to the day before was standing next to me. He goes, yep, you did get starstruck. This was was one of the... This is the first time my airport friends (laughs) noticed the red face that I get. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see that the first time I met (laughs) Yeah, first... It was the first time anyone at the airport saw that. But I was like, yeah, that was crazy. Like, that was actually Dr. J. Then, like, an hour later, he was getting something to eat with, like, a little kid, maybe, like, a grandkid or something like that. He was like, oh, go up and, like, try. I'm like, dude, no, I'm not bothering him at the airport, like, on his personal time. Mm-hmm. When he's with, some, like, a kid who's probably, like, five years old, like, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's wrong to do. Yeah, that's kind of like, and it's maybe a bad comparison. It's like one of those things I got almost icons, like, it's like when you see one of those big name guys, like where, like when JR and Lawler were walking to their table, they walked slowly past our table. And it was like, you know, majority of us said hi to them. But it's like, you know, you could stop them right there. That's a $50 photo op right there. Yeah. That's a $25 handshake. And it's like, you know, to the all of us, it's like, cool, let them, let them roll. It's like, you know, do you really want to be that guy to stop them when they're going about their day? No. Um, yeah, we don't want to stop any guys named Montel. <laughs> I don't know anyone named Montel. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, Finn Balor yeah, and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no. Not at all. 
Not even a little bit of love in Philly. From a white guy. <laughs> they made out with a white guy. Who's yeah. six foot five. <laughs> Rumor has it, it can't be taught. <laughs> no, you cannot teach that. That is a fact. Look at the things you can't teach. Proven fact. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt, we saw the demon. They called him the Demon King. I was pretty pissed. I unfortunately had like zero interest in any of this. I don't really have even any notes written down other than to say like it was fine. The guy who we thought was going to win won. I don't know, Alo, any any thoughts on this? I know Prep had a complaint about how in WWE's take, not NXT WWE's take of the Demon. They don't do it even though we've only seen it twice, they haven't really done anything different with them. Like, like the thing about NXT, I, I appreciate it. That it changed up every time. It was themed to where they were. Like when they were in the UK, he did like a Jack the Ripper thing. When they were in Texas, he did like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. They at least themed it to where it was and let it be different things. And yeah, this is just like, oh, he wears the red and black paint. Yeah, he's the Demon King. That's what it is. But JoJo, she could do whatever because she was looking guts. Well, guts! Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but they stuck to the story of it because even Bray Wyatt's supernatural stuff and Spider-Walk, it didn't phase the Demon. It stuck to the whole story of it and the concept, but I did not care about this match. Me neither. Eck. I enjoyed it overall. I again, obviously, it was cool to see the the demon return after a year. Exactly a year. Uh, every, everyone knows I've never been big on on Bray Wyatt, so this wasn't going to be a match you're going to hear the greatest excitement from me. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was what it had to be because all Bray's unnatural supernatural stuff it didn't work on the demon, so that's what it that's what it had to be. Yeah. And before, before can, can I get a sumer slam out of you? <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor, <laughs> the Demon King, returns to sumer slam. Sumer slam. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Mr. Sumer slam. <laughs> Two and zero at SummerSlam. The streak has begun. <laughs> uh, on Raw, something to fall into. Yeah, yeah. Jason Jordan asked Kurt, which was good. Yeah, I did like that. That we actually saw them together. Asked for a match with Finn Balor. He gets the match. Uh, the crowd, or not the crowd, commentary really put over Jason Jordan in this match. Like, they were seeing a different side of him. He was more aggressive. And maybe a little bit of a step in the right direction for Jordan, I hope. Um, you, I know you said you liked him being involved with Angle. What did you think of this for Finn and for Jordan? Um, I thought it was interesting because, like we said, we need those backstage segments because we need family development out of mm-hmm. Jason Joy and Kurt Angle. We kind of got that, and he told he told Kurt, "I want a match." And he's like, "Who you?" He's like, "I don't know who to put you against." Everybody's booking. He's like, "Jason Jordan." He was like, "I want Finn Balor." He's like, "Oh, okay." So he's actually trying to challenge himself. And even when Finn came out, he's like, "You want me?" You know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great that he's actually trying, like, setting the bar, setting the bar high for himself and trying to take out for one of the top stars on Monday Night Raw. And the match was the match was pretty good, but in the, with him losing, I'm interested to see actually where they go with this. Yeah. Because this could build. This could either be really good that he just has this losing streak. And Heck. It, oh, sorry. And it could build up like some frustration mm-hmm. with him, and, and, and like. You can see Kurt trying to, like, comfort him and stuff yeah, like that. Like, coach him up. Yeah, like, be a dad. <laughs> you know what I also wouldn't mind seeing? I know the whole toss around the old pigskin is funny. 
I almost want to see a segment with them doing some like actual shoot wrestling some <laughs> with the, head, yeah. the headgear on I'd go with that thing yeah, we won't I, see Kurt with the headgear and the wig <laughs> but if I, I just want to see the two of them in headgear I would definitely pop for that I, yeah, I think if you see them doing anything physically you're, you're going to pop for it I mean I don't care if they're in a tennis court if they're swimming laps they could be playing ping pong for all I care um, shooting a game of pool it's, it's going to be some something better for them. Um, obviously, once you, you know, Angle put over that he was going to lose right away. He said, "Do you think you're you're up for that that level of uh, competition?" And obviously, he was going to go out there and he lost to Balor. Um, it is it, a throwaway segment to me. Um, I wish they did go a little more in depth with the backstage segment, but it's one of those things. I guess they're going to you know drag it out, build it up for as long as they can. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on? Big Cass and the Big Show, and Enzo, because I have none. Ouch. Enzo, yeah, nothing for Monday. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> what is the actual injury? Slip, twenty, sl- 20 ACL. Sl- slip and slide. Twenty ACL. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see most of that match. I know I texted you guys bathroom break when that came on, <laughs> and I honestly used it. Um, but did, did you see Enzo lube himself to get out the shark cage? I did. Which I thought was completely... I thought it was funny, but ridiculous. And I was talking to Derek about this. It's a shame how far, how high he was and how low he's gotten. He got booed in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's a cat that's out of the bag because he's apparently just a dick. Like, in real life. Mm-hmm. People are not... And I... Well, he I can't, seems he like can't wrestle. Love him. The, the kids love him, but that's that's the thing. But they don't know any anything other than the character yeah. they see on the show. But he seems to be great with the kids. So I mean, if he's not great with kids, you think he's an asshole to adult fans? Yeah. I don't even know if it's to fans. I think it's just the way he carries himself. It seems in life. it seems like he's a dick to maybe his peers. Yeah, like from what you hear. The guys on the roster do not like him. Yeah, getting kicked off the bus by Roman, the um, the whole strip club story, and all this stuff. It's like, of course, you'll be nice to the kids because like, I had a bad strip club story. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, but um, it was not. It wasn't a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like the kids was the, like the kids drink the juice basically. So it's like. Jeez. They're gonna like who you th- who Vince tells you to like, mm-hmm. and they're gonna tell you to like Enzo. But this is such a shame that ever he was so beloved. I don't know if the fame got to him or whatever, or the or the level they put him at that he it got to his head. But he got booed in his hometown. Yeah, yeah. I I really have nothing else to say about it. And now he he's cheered allegedly, in his hometown again. Now allegedly he's a cruiserweight now, <laughs> which he got cheered in. So my hope is that we don't have to talk about him on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, he's wait. Then he have a standoff with Neville, so I'm sure you'll talk about him. We're going up to No Mercy. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, he he had a, he he shows up on 205 Live after Neville retains the Cruiserweight Championship, and he comes out there and basically, you know, just says he's he he showed up. It was very short, honestly. Going into the segment, I thought it was going to be one of his longer monologues. And um, Neville basically kind of chuckles at him, and he walks off, drops his microphone. Enzo picks his microphone back up, said there's only one word to subscribe you, and he spells soft out incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you spell soft. 
Uh, speaking of the cruiserweights, Neville wins his title back from Akira Tozawa. Did anybody see the press conference that they did with Anthony Bourdain? No. It it was great. I, I saw Anthony Bourdain backstage. It was on what dot com. It's on dot com. Of course, yeah. it's it's great. Do yourself a favor and see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyone listening, if you haven't seen it yet, look for it. It was awesome. Uh, the cruiserweights. Did, did anything really happen with the cruiserweights on Raw? It's an eight man tag. Grandma's leak was there. Wow. Yes. Boy. Twice, twice in one week. <laughs> so Monday and Tuesday. And wow. abs. Huh? And abs. Yeah. <laughs> How was the cruiserweight match? Because it was on the pre-show, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. The only thing I saw on the pre-show was the tag match. The match, the cruiserweight match was good. I think the the raw match was better. I kind of have a thing where I'm like, I'm not giving you an extra two hours of my time <laughs> on an already long pay-per-view. The only thing I tuned in for was the New Day Usos match because one, I knew it was going to be awesome, and two. I feel like I'm a fraud if I always talk about how much I want to see Woods actually wrestle, and then when he gets to, I don't watch it. So that was the only thing I tuned into on the pre-show. Honestly, I would have probably watched even the pre-show if, um, for some reason, I had a mix-up, and I thought everything started at 7, even the pre-show. A little bit of that, plus me being on vacation at the shore, I didn't get to, I wasn't focused. But uh, SmackDown tag title match is something I still got to revisit. Really? Yeah. Um, that, was, that might be the best pre-show match. I think that match overtook the Shield versus the Usos for the best pre-show match they've ever done. Yeah, it was good. She said Shield versus the Usos? Mm-hmm. And Money in the Bank 13. The best match wasn't even on the main show. <laughs> Not the first time that yeah. that's happened. That's Philly, right? Yep. You were there. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose... Unseat Sheamus and Cesaro as the Raw Tag Team Champions. Awesome match. Even more than that, it's like an awesome moment to see. Obviously, the crowd loved it. Everybody's been waiting for it for a long time. Eck, your boy Dean, becomes the first Grand Slam champion out of the members of the Shield. And I got zero complaints about that. Dean Ambrose looked great in the match. Rollins looked great in the match. The chemistry obviously is there with these two. The, the chemistry will always be there with these two. Um, there is no more heartfelt story going into the SummerSlam weekend than Rollins and Ambrose challenging for the Raw Tag Titles. And that was put together with not barely two weeks going into uh, SummerSlam. Uh, I'm happy for them, and I'm definitely happy for Ambrose being, I believe, the 18th person to be a Grand Slam winner. Well, he's the eighth the under eighth the, under like the current the current rules. So they change them all every time. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. We're co- talking overall. If you want to talk about current rules, that, that, then you rule out Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, Alo, your thoughts? Yeah, I love That's the just ma- silly. How do you even bring that up? Mm-hmm. It was, was it was just all eighth. over social media today. It was all over social media. What? The, be, being the eighth? Yeah, it's just like... Jer- it's terrible. Like, it's just like how Jericho was a Grand Slam champion, and then what about the U.S. title? He's not a Grand Slam champion anymore. <laughs> it's like so stupid. But I love the match. I said, this is my match tonight, on a storyline basis. Cesaro, the goat for the beach ball thing. Gotta love mm-hmm. him. I, That's st- what I have in my, in my notes. Cesaro <laughs> is a hero. <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoyed that, that he took it under his own power to make make that stop because mm-hmm. they they did that on Raw 
so he he put that he put that to an end. I like, beach ball in the Finn Balor Bray Wyatt match. Yep. Yeah, so that all that was put to rest. But I did love the match. The chemistry between all these four guys is, was is great, and they I like the fact they stuck to the story. How Ambrose was about to lose the match, and Seth had to save Ambrose in order for them to win the match. So it's like Seth showed that he had his back because mm-hmm. that was always the question. And Steph was the one who stabbed stabbed Dean in the back a few years ago when the Shield broke up. So he took he put he he put himself on the line and helped save Dean in in order for them to win the tag team titles. Yeah. Yeah, awesome match. I couldn't have been happier with the result of that and the match that those four put on. On Raw, Seth and Dean addressed the crowd. Seth needs to stop saying, baby. Yes. Has to stop. That's somebody else's line. It's somebody else's line. He said it twice in this promo. It's not the first time he said it either. I don't know if somebody's got to just write something better for him. I don't know if maybe they got to... Let him loosen up a little bit because the second time he said it, especially, it almost felt like it was out of a like maybe he was like uncomfortable, and it was just something that came out. Like I don't know, but he can't keep saying it. It, it sounds bad, especially like you said, Adam Cole. We'll get to that. Yeah, it, it he can't he can't say baby anymore. The Hardys come out and challenge them. Thought it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, Not a good energy, obviously. Always there is for. Yeah, the the only concern I have is there needs to be more character going forward with Seth and Dean. Like, don't let it just be we put these two guys together, the crowd likes it, and that's good enough. Like, you have to do something with it. You can't just throw it out there. And that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Is that they're just going to throw it out there and just think we're going to like it no matter what? Well, they obviously do. that seems like that's what they did with Dean ever since, you know, he's been almost a singles competitor mm-hmm. for the most part. I feel like that's why the majority of people dislike him. Yeah, Halo, your thoughts on this segment of Raw? Did any of you guys get the feeling that the you thought the Hardys might have turned heel? A little. Because I would have really loved that because the Hardys haven't been healed in 18 years since they joined the Brood. So I thought that have been real different. You could actually get that broken, awoken thing out of them. Yeah. Because they lost to the they lost to the new tag team champions, so maybe that might have like did something to them. But the fact that they made a... a they kind of, This kind of felt like a big deal to me. They, uh, they had Cesaro and Sheamus watching it backstage. Yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus, they just didn't come out... Come out at all, so I'm like, this seems like it's actually a thing between the Hardys and Cesaro, um, Rollins and Ambrose. And like, I said, I really did like this match. I was disappointed the Hardys lost, but yeah. I'm like, there's something to this. And they were again not bashful about throwing out any broken, you know, lexicon or whatever you want to call it, any broken lingo. They they got into it a little bit, which is always good. I, I would like to see this be a thing. Yeah. Seth even said, like, we grew up, like, mm-hmm. we both grew up, like, idolizing, idolizing you, guys. you guys. So it's cool to see. And I also like that Dean and Seth are doing a group finisher. <laughs> that bad knee. It's a bad <laughs> it's a knee, knee into, but to me it's at least. It's something. Something. Yeah. You know, like, that they're combined at the end to yeah. finish off an opponent. Yeah, I'm still waiting for them to, for them to do the prep mix for the theme song, <laughs> but I digress. But I said I like this. Like, I really, hope, really hope this is a thing because the Hardys they have nothing to do because they they were supposed to be with the revival, and they have li- literally no direction right now. Yeah. So speaking of 
the Hardys. They had a match on the pre-show <laughs> with Jason Jordan against the Miztourage in front of maybe less people than are sitting in this room right now. <laughs> to me, that's an embarrassment. They should not have done that to any of those guys. Well, that's that's a Barclays Center problem. I can't put that on WWE because like, for them, it's like the show must go on. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see the match, but I saw the pictures on Twitter, and I was like, that's yeah, because I watched it because I was home, so I, I I had nothing. I was doing homework. I had it on in the background, mm-hmm. and like they kept showing people were still filing it into the arena, and then you could see it. Like you you've been to the bar. Commentary acknowledging it. Yeah. But the thing, well, not not necessarily the, the kickoff panel did, but you've been to the Barclays yeah. Center, so like that whole entryway and all the way going back to the subway line was was full. It's like yeah. nobody in the arena. So I'm like, why aren't they opening the door? So it's like I heard they opened the doors ten minutes before that match started. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you it, can't have that happen. Yeah, if for WWE, it's like okay, the show must go on. They can't, you can't blame them for that. That's a good point. I really didn't even think of it that way. I just saw the picture and like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. That, that he was... threw guys out there in front of an empty arena. Yeah, well, the thing with Vince is like, the show must go The show must go on. Like, that was a crowd that was reminiscent of some of the old NXT crowds that Simon Grimm talked about when we had <laughs> him on the show. Mm-hmm. He's like, sometimes there was like eight people there. Like, that's what that looked like to me. Um we can kind of merge Raw and SmackDown here because The Miz played a key part <laughs> in John Cena showing up on Raw for the first time. I guess we will mention fresh off of his pretty dominant victory over Baron Corbin. Oh, God. They hate him so much. They do. <laughs> that um, was a joke. <laughs> it was. Cena shows up looking for a superstar. Roman Reigns comes out. Cena says this is exactly the guy I was looking for. I liked it. They kind of mentioned their Twitter beef. (laughs) And Cena said, like, I'm not here to talk. As soon as everybody thinks, like, oh, my God, we're getting Roman and Cena, The Miz comes out. You mean people want to see Roman versus Cena? It sounded like it. (laughs) It They both got booed. But then when it looked like something was going to happen. It sounded like the crowd was excited for it. I don't know. I I thought they were. They think they don't want to see it, but they really do. I thought they were. Then The Miz comes out, interrupts the whole thing, and I thought... Because the whole time this is going on, I'm like, yes, I love this. <laughs> I, I loved every second of it. And then The Miz came out, and I was like, oh my god, somehow they made it even better. <laughs> because he's going to keep it from happening. He's going to make it about him. And that's what he did. He cut an awesome promo. He said how tired he was of these guys getting every moment, and where's my moment? I've been... Working hard for 12 years to earn respect, and I'm still not getting it. Um, Cena basically says, like, we'll give you a moment right now. Samoa Joe comes out. Yes! And he kind of stole the moment a little bit. He went after (laughs) Cena. Um, Ultimately, Cena and... Well, he said he wanted to partner with The Miz. Cena and Roman cleared out the ring, and they booked a tag match for later that night. I love this segment. Alo, I can tell you loved it too. I love the Miz saying when the crowd was cheering, like, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> that was so good. I was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. Basically just shooting on on Cena and Roman because 
That's the truth. That's the truth. It's like you don't know. You boo him. You boo this guy, and then the crowd chanting, "You both suck." I thought it was I thought it was mm-hmm. great. And the Miz just the Miz just eat, eating all the energy from the crowd. I thought that was fantastic. Miz killed in this segment, and then Joe comes out. Hardy speaks and one on one. I owe you. I own you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, doesn't even say words to Cena. So whether if I if I get Cena versus Joe, I will love that. And if Cena does win, he's not burying any young talent. Yeah. <laughs> and then the backstage segment with um the Miz. So <laughs> that was great too. They look, look. I'm being your partners. They're gonna stay out the way, and you're gonna do that unorthodox wrestling thing you do. Yeah. So the Miz, <laughs> I love that he goes right into saying to Joe, you know, I had to actually convince these guys <laughs> to join up the Miz Taraj. Like, I give you credit. You just jumped right in. <laughs> so good. And then, yeah, Joe saying... I hate he didn't even comment on that. <laughs> and then Joe ultimately says, yeah, do that annoying, unorthodox thing you do in the ring. <laughs> Loved it. I thought it was great. And then the Miz Taraj was like, oh, yeah, we got it. You know, <laughs> we're, we're on board. Thought it was great. Everything Joe does at this point is awesome. The Miz, like you said, that crowd went nuts. I love that he called out. Like, you guys, you people don't even know what to do. Yeah. You don't know when to cheer. You don't know when to boo. You don't know who you like, who you don't like. I thought it was awesome. Um, Eck, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, overall in this segment, I I guess the part that I most quiver about is how long do we got to wait for this Roman versus Cena? Do I don't make me drag this out till Mania? Do it Survivor Series, do it at Rumble. Don't drag this on for five months. My only thing problem with this is that whole free agent thing was basically thrown thrown away. It it was like a, made a big thing when he returned on the Fourth of July, but it didn't even get said. Yeah. Until now. Yeah, you're right. They they said it when he came back. But at least they're following through with it. Mm-hmm. And I know he said something within the last couple of days about he pitched this idea to them and they ran with it because he said, I don't know how many dates I'm available for SmackDown exclusive or Raw exclusive. So if I do both, I could be open for one or the other. And he said he wants to do everything he can to help the company before he eventually goes. He just turned 40. So got them that Bumblebee spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. have hope for that movie. Yeah. Now, what did you think or of the Bumblebee match movie. itself? Oh, the match was fun. I, I thought the match was fun because you know Joe Joe brings the best out of Roman because well, Roman can wrestle, with, regardless of what you what all the other people think. And I'm interested to see where they go because Cena beat the Miz, and I'm interested to see who the Miz faces out of these two. two. I'm because we never seen Joe versus Cena, and I remember when um I think Braun got hurt maybe in June or whatever they were talking about Roman versus the Miz, but I'm I'll be okay with whoever they go with Roman or Roman um Cena against the Miz because Cena Miz still has that thing with Cena um going back to WrestleMania, and he did pin the Miz so maybe he continues that thing too. Yeah. Um, before we get fully Either into way, if that's the case, one of those you got a potential Grand Slam winner, number nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> number nineteen. I, I feel Not like I really, nine. I really want you to keep hammering home that number. Not let WWE, WWF get WWE get away with yeah, dropping it to eight. <laughs> before we get full on into Road Dog, you're better than that. Speaking of of him, 
It's Brian Gerard James. That's what I wanted to bring up before we get full into SmackDown. Brian Gerard James, who I often have issues with, <laughs> actually hit a home run on Twitter yesterday. I think there was some complaints about the Brooklyn crowd, which obviously I don't know how anyone could hear that crowd and not complain. And Brian Gerard James made a comment back about it, and somebody said, well, if you put on a fun show... Maybe the crowd would be more into it. And the person's picture is himself in a Spider-Man costume. (laughs) So Brian Gerard James replies, You're dressed like Spider-Man. How much more fun could you possibly take? And I thought that was incredible. And then he said, oh, by the way, blocked. Usually I don't like when he interacts with the fans because I think he's kind of a, a jerk. And he's usually wrong. But in this case, I thought it was funny. So I do give Brian Gerard James credit for roasting the guy in the Spider-Man costume on Twitter. Uh, So the SmackDown portion of SummerSlam, we already mentioned. Cena with a pretty dominant win over Baron Corbin. Uh, The WWE Championship. Nakamura and Jinder Mahal. Kind of the same old gender stuff that we get every pay-per-view. Eck, I might as well let you lead off with this. Oh dear. Well, Jinder Mahal still has a WWE championship. So if you're a fan of Jinder, Ma- Jinder Mahal, mm. congrats. He's officially beat three people now rather than one or two. <laughs> and a record amount of time, he went from one to three quickly. Um, his championship reign is pretty exhausting, in my opinion. Uh, I guess Nakamura gets another run. I we want to keep bringing up social media. I love the memes on the internet saying, "Hey Vince, you didn't give Nakamura the title because." And then there's an image of John Cena dropping on his head. <laughs> I, d- I did appreciate. That. I didn't see that, but that's funny. It, the match was whatever because I know Derek. We had, had dropped a listener question for us about this, saying. What do you think about the what, what do you think the match would be? Because I don't think their um, their styles would, would mesh. I said I had no expectations for the match because I feel the, I feel the same way. So like, Jinder Mahal is he a heel? Yeah, but it's like he doesn't do anything for you to hate him in the ring. It's just like just watching like two guys just wrestle. It's like like you say, it's like being a wrestler, and that took takes away a lot of the match for me. And this is the um what the third or fourth pay-per-view in a row that we had this out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind him being Shinsuke Nakamura because I actually builds hatred for him and he does he has to do less. It's more the fact that he's weaseling away with victories and being the guys you want to win. But you still gotta do something. There's not enough there for him. Yeah. No, they have not done enough. They gotta get away from the anti-America stuff. It's not doing anything. I don't know if this is doing business for them elsewhere. Like, I don't know if this is helping them boom in India, but I don't feel like it could possibly be working here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's interested in it. Even people like you and I, who were interested in it when they first did it, are completely checked out of it. They did not do anything interesting with it. They did not handle it in a satisfactory way, I don't think. And I think people are just over it. I don't even think people are going to be excited when he loses, because... I, I think they will because it's like it's like it's like finally because we don't exactly want to see it. no it'll be finally this is over yeah. not 
so happy that somebody beat him. Like, they didn't build up that heat well, I think it, where people can't wait to see him lose. People are just tired of it and just ready for something new. Well, I think it, I think it can go both ways because we are ready for something new. And it's like, finally, somebody actually beat this guy so now he can get off my television. And But for me, it's like, even though he's WWE Champion, I don't pay him any mind. I don't. And that's that's not a good... That's not a good point to have a view to have on the WWE champions. Like, as far as we're the U.S. title is the main title on SmackDown. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I think that's just a fact at this point. Um, it, it, it's a little bit of that, and then they continuously can't can't book Nakamura right. Yeah, that that's been an issue for a while. I mean, the thing with the Singh brothers, they're they're great. I like I I, I I had a problem with them a few months ago, but they've been like they played their well their role great and like even during his entrance when they introduce him even on backstage on SmackDown they're great at being annoying. Mm-hmm. They really are. And they, yeah, they've been the revelation out of this. Whole yeah, thing. yeah. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for the Singh brothers, Jinder Mahal would would be less relevant than he already is. Yeah. And speaking of the Singh brothers on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan gave Shinsuke Nakamura a chance at some retribution and put him in a match against the Singh brothers. Um, Nakamura obviously destroyed them. And Jinder got involved and ended up taking a Kinshasa. Is this continuing? Yeah. So So is Nakamura the one who's going to dethrone him? Because I said that whoever does beat gender, it has to be somebody who needs it, and so it can act, so it can actually mean something. Because that's what they're trying to do to try and like make make whoever beats him mean something. Because they're tired of because they're tired of gender being the champion. I do think Nakamura is going to be the one to beat him. But the thing is, like we said, SmackDown doesn't have a pay per view until the second week of October. <laughs> like we got all that weeks of programming to lead to this. Yeah. And like, what's the like? There was no build for SummerSlam. There's more. There's more heat now because of the Singh brothers. But it's like, what are these promos look like? And what's the purpose other than the fact that he got screwed by the Singh brothers? Right. Yeah, that kind of was it. Eck, is that what you think Nakamura is going to be the next WWE champion? I think it only makes sense if it's not going to be Nakamura. They're really going to have to go left field. And if so, I'll be a surprise. Yeah, I kind of think that's the way they have to go. We mentioned the main title on SmackDown now is the United States Championship. Kevin Owens against AJ Styles with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee. Eck, what did you think of the, the United States Championship match with AJ Styles ultimately retaining? Uh, ultimately retaining on SummerSlam? I mean, I, I thought it was it was a good good match for, for what it was. It was one of those things similar to the Raw tag title match where there was actually a story behind it. There was great action. Shane Shane was gold as a referee. He played the part. He, you know, there was a great false finish where he counted the three, immediately noticed the leg. He didn't do it sloppy like and I don't wanna knock Corbin, but let's say if Corbin was out there for his first time doing a referee run, if there was a moment like that, it could have been something that could have been so sloppily done, like, oh, here's one, two, three. Oh, wait, a big hesitation, but like it was so instant. He he knows it instantaneously. You could tell he wasn't acting. That was like, it, you believed it was real. Um, and that's something I liked about it. I think a big complaint I have, and I'm sure both of you have, 
and I know a lot of other people affiliated with our network. I mean, there is something... I feel this feud's over now, or at least after Tuesday, and there's always going to be something that we we lost from this feud, moveset-wise. I think that's going to be the big complaint. Yeah. Halo? Uh, this match was really fun. <laughs> it, it really was. Kevin Owens... I don't know what was better. The match or Kevin Owens in the SmackDown promo. <laughs> I don't know what was better. But... I like the fact that they both had their issues with Shane in this match. I really do. And I like the whole controversy on, on how Owens actually lost because it, he did get a three count from mm-hmm. Kev, from um, Shane. Did get a, Owens did get a three count from Shane, so I did like that aspect of the match. So that actually built a, built a frustration between those two. And he brought up on SmackDown that when his shoulder was 10 feet off the ground <laughs> last week, the... The decision stood. <laughs> yeah. So why was there a difference this time? Yeah, but I I did really have fun with this match, and I like both guys actually had like altercations with Shane a bit. So it played to the story because over the last two weeks of SmackDown, both guys got a hit on Shane inadvertently, and AJ would did it had did, did another inadvertent spot on Shane the Man with the 450, and Owens had a late interaction with Shane because Owens initially thought he had the match won, even though AJ's foot was on the rope. Yeah, and even during the match. When Owen says to Shane, like, you could fall off a building and get <laughs> out. You can't get over like, here for a three count. You fall off buildings. Uh, you, you fall out of helicopters. Da, 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 da. I saw you jump off hell in a cell and get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get up like, oh, yeah that was great. If ever a both these guys chant was warranted, I think it's for these two guys. Um, SmackDown, AJ opens the show saying he wants to reinstate the U.S. Open Challenge. The goosebumps through this segment. Yeah. KO comes out and says, you know, history's repeated itself after 20 years. The Canadian got screwed over by a McMahon. (laughs) Um, Shane comes out to confront him. Yeah. KO just being beside himself through this entire segment was awesome. Um, He's like, you told me the official's decision stands. Yeah. (laughs) And when AJ tells him to shut up, how disgusted he was at being told to <laughs> shut up. That's maybe one of my favorite things about him is how much he overreacts to everything. Um, and he demands that this time the match has to be with a referee of his choosing, which caused a little bit of a fun little search for him throughout <laughs> the course of the night. So, Eck, did you assume that they were going to be involved with each other again on Tuesday night, and were you happy with the way that they handled it? Well, again, from my point of view, I started SmackDown about an hour and a half late, um, if not later. It could have been two, two and a half hours. Going into it, I'm like, okay, open challenge, boom, here's the Bobby Roode segment that everyone's <laughs> clamoring about. I get, I'm getting the, all these stupid spoiler attacks. I'm like, here comes Bobby Roode. And then here comes Owens. I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to push Owens to the side. Then here comes Shane. Shane's going to push him to the side and say, boom, here's his opponent. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> We're going to see like the rematch for the thousandth time. We're going to see that in the main event. And then it cuts to commercial. And then there's the spotlight where maybe it belongs. Probably not. And... Then we get that which we were hoping for with uh, the glorious one mm-hmm. showing up and um, going over on Aiden English. Uh, I did not see this going in this direction. Uh, 
I'm happy that Shane put the stipulation that this is your last uh, opportunity for U.S. title, and I'm looking forward to a U.S. Open challenge. AJ is going to do phenomenal matches every single Tuesday. It's going to be must-see TV. Uh, this is something SmackDown has been very lazy to do. They've been needing to do a U.S. Open challenge. U.S. Open challenge is going to make SmackDown must-see TV. Mm-hmm. Alo. <sighs> Gotta love these two. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of seeing it though. Like, I, I, like the search for the referee was fun. I like. I love that he went to Sami Zayn Me first. Me too. First, <laughs> first guy. And then he like he tried to encourage him doing it. He started insulting him. Yeah, which I thought was great. It because was, like you have nothing else to do. You haven't done much of anything since exactly. you got here. And, and then and, 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 I know you're not busy. And then, <laughs> and then Sami saying, "You know, I, I watched your DVD." And I was like, "Why was I your friend?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is perfect. And then he saw Brazongo, which is even, which oh, so good. Favorite part of that was when he told them no, and they said to be continued. <laughs> and he got so pissed at that; it was awesome. And then Baron Corbin killed the whole thing. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm like, where'd you come from? You just got destroyed at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Where'd you come from? And I think they're gonna move forward with him and AJ now, and I don't want to see that. Because now AJ's going to have to actually kill himself to get a mention of Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin, even when he was messing money in the bank, he was so low on the totem pole. And it, it, he didn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. That This U.S. title open challenge that I'm clamoring for might be short-lived because we might see uh, Corbin with the title pretty quickly. Do you think so? I don't think possible. so. I did enjoy Owens and AJ again. I... Didn't think that Corbin did a bad job as the referee. First time he's ever done it. Um, I like that Shane came in and got involved. I like that he called out the Owens low blow. I like that he ultimately counted the one, two, three on Owens. Officially ends the feud as one of the stipulations that Shane made earlier in the night, which we should have mentioned. But... That if he loses, this is his last chance mm -hmm. as long as AJ mm -hmm. is the U.S. champion. That's over. And does this now push Owens and mm -hmm. Shane into their feud officially? Yeah. And when do you think we see it? Survivor Series. No mercy. Oh, you think it's at the next show? You think it's at the Raw people? Um, I'm sorry. Um, TLC. TLC? Do you think it lasts or do you think no, it's no, just no, a one-off? No, no, no. They don't have TLC. What, people, what do they have in October? I don't know you would know that. Raw has TLC this time, I think. Hell in a Cell. Yeah, is Hell it? in a Cell, yeah. Wow, Do you think that, that is in Hell in a Cell? Possibly. I wouldn't be shocked. And I wouldn't be shocked to do some stipulation where they put Shane's job on the line. Hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. They could. Do you think this is a one-off, or do you think this is like a... With the a match? It goes on for a while, yeah. If, after the match, I think it'll be like a, it'll be done, but you know they'll still have the, like, the little tension or whatever. Yeah. If, if, if Shane's job's not on the line. I can see Owens like you're such a terrible commissioner or GM, whatever you are. You're such a terrible one. You need to be gone. If I beat you, you leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, as much as I enjoyed both of these guys, I am happy that it's they're going their separate ways for now. It's about time. It is. Uh, women's Championship on SmackDown. I remember asking this. I don't remember if it was right after the brand split, but I said, like, do we ever see Natty getting another women's championship run and everybody said no I didn't really think she would so I wasn't really making a prediction I was just saying I hope she does because she deserves it I'm really happy that she got it yeah I too 
Yeah, as I think any WWE fan should be, you got to be kind of a real a-hole not to be. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of the things. I think Aaron said it. If not last week, it was two weeks ago, he, he mentioned. You, even as a heel, I mean, like, who doesn't like Natty? You know, you almost got to love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't help but like her. Um, Alo, your thoughts on her becoming a new SmackDown Women's Champion? I'm ha- I'm so happy for it, and I'm glad that they they he ordered have a SmackDown Women's Belt, huh? He ordered a SmackDown <laughs> Women's Belt after with the with the 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 Natty side plates. He got Ellsworth side plates. <laughs> Ellsworth side plates. That'd be awesome. That would be. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm very glad for Natty because I said like if Natty does win, I wouldn't be surprised they had to drop the top, get cash in on right away because that's just how they view Natty. After this, like. A couple days after this match, like in the last few days, I was like, I think I, I, Natty's like the undertaker of the women's division because mm-hmm. she basically did everything. You got somebody new. Hey, you're going to put this girl over. You're going to go back down to NXT, work with some of the women down there on NXT TV. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. That's how you treat Natty. Natty's been basically the ultimate professional, just like the undertaker was. The undertaker was like, hey, we got this guy. You're going to put this guy over. And that's when Natty's been. So I'm really happy for her in that aspect. I thought the match was fine. I like the whole story of it. And I, th- I like how Natty. How went well? You know, Natty actually came away with the victory because Naomi got the sharpshooter the first time. Then she went for the split, split, split like a moonsault, got out of it. And Natty likes the sharpshooter back in, mm-hmm. so Natty gets her moment. Enough's enough. Yeah. It's time for a change. <laughs> so she actually got her ti- her woman's title back, title sh- title, and I'm very happy for her because, like I said, we, she's deserved it. She hasn't had a title in seven years, and they made that a, a, a focal point of the, of on SmackDown mm-hmm. that she. Has a, has a title since 2010, and I'm very happy for her again. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad <laughs> leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your <laughs> leg. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I think Naomi is still actually getting better. Like, I think she's adding mm-hmm. some stuff that she doesn't normally do, which is good. Oh, and I like um, she added some emotion to it, the fact that she lost the match. Yeah, like it that it mattered to her. Yeah. Because Natty wrote it off as like, you're basically desecrating this title. Mm-hmm. And you saw in that moment how much that that title meant to her. Uh, on SmackDown, Naomi and Becky Lynch had a match against Natty and Carmella. I love that Natty and Carmella both got mic time. I love that Natty got to cut a promo with nobody else out there. I thought that was warranted as her being the new champion. And then, of course, Carmella and Ellsworth. So good. Trolling Natty Ellsworth, giving away the plan. So good. Of like, maybe Carmella doesn't even have to tag in and just let you take the beating <laughs> so and then cash good. in on you. I loved that. Um, and enjoyed that Carmella tried to stay out of it, ended up taking the pin anyway. So good. Which was great. This is exactly what I was hoping for, though. I said it as soon as they announced this match. I want Carmella and Ellsworth to have the briefcase because they will be so unbelievably annoying with it. And they're doing that. So I'm happy with it. What, where do we think the women's title picture is going though? Because Carmella doesn't need to have a feud with, with Natty. She has the the contract, <laughs> not the briefcase, the contract. So she doesn't really need to have matches with Natty. So do we get a continuation of Naomi and Natty? Well, you figure Naomi's got to get her uh, rematch. Yeah, the rematch clause. I guess I always forget about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go after that now. Since Natty's a heel, we got this whole Tamina Alana thing still going on. And Natty could turn back. 
Well, yeah, but because like I said, it's, it's like I said, who really hates Natty, honestly? And, and you make a good point. I mean, like, who who really are the baby face? You got two baby face, really. I, I, I always, and no, not to Naomi, I almost forget her, but she's, you know, you got three baby face in the division, but it's almost, she's almost forgettable. Yeah, could, could. And that's so terrible to say since she was the champion. <laughs> yeah, because Charlotte, she's still dealing with, with Rick. So I'm not I'm not sure where they actually go. But they do have things they can actually do. Because they, they have five or six weeks until their next pay-per-view. So they do have things they can actually do. And you already know they probably don't know what they're going to do. No, but I, have, I have no doubt they don't know where they're going. <laughs> but there's, like, there's things they can do to get there. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. And I do hope that we get much more of Carmelsworth being aggravating on the microphone. Uh, you mentioned the, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match was awesome. Great match. Usos win the titles back. Uh, they get a win over the, the Hype Bros on SmackDown. Who? Exactly. <laughs> What's next? For the Usa. Do they keep feuding with the New Day? I think they're going to commit some crimes. That's what I was going to say. Are they maybe the perpetrator, the perps? <laughs> I think our boy, Mr. Gerald Eugene, uh, Brian Eugene Gerald James. Brian Gerard James. <laughs> Gerard, whatever it is. I think he's been listening to the show heavily as he's known too, and he knows <laughs> where them blue leather straps belong. Yeah. What do you? Where do you think it's going? Blue leather. <laughs> I think... We're going to get Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin after they're done with the New Day. It's only a program. Can I say what I love? I love that Chad Gable's character was back. Yes, yes. He got that, introduced yes. to Shelton Benjamin. That made me really excited. Yeah, it did too. Because I, like, I posted on Instagram, this is going to be fun. Because <laughs> we never, we haven't seen, when American Alpha was on SmackDown, we never saw... The Chad Gable personality that we saw in NXT. So when Shelton Benjamin came, he, he, Brian introduced him. I was like, "Yes, this is great! I, I'm excited to see this because Shelton Benjamin, cutting promos, he's not the best, but he can be entertaining in segments because I've seen mm-hmm. him do it. Because I remember when um, they had his mom, well, his kayfabe mom around, yeah, or whatever when he was IC champion mm-hmm. in 2005. That was fun. So I know he can be a fun, a fun character. And we're getting bouncing off Gable. I know that would be great. So and I'm glad they actually found something for Gable to do instead of just loom around and do nothing. Yeah. Last thing from SummerSlam. Orton over Rusev with Justin RKO. Out of nowhere. It looked good too, didn't it? How cool did he, how cool did it look? Orton just went in with the vest still on. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was glad that it was so short. <laughs> That's the best thing I could say about that. Did you almost get nervous that it was going to be a redo of ne- of last year and it was going to be Rusev, like like Rusev and Reigns, the match didn't even happen? I would have been mad huh. at that. I, that didn't cross my mind, but I could see why you would have thought that. Uh, also on SmackDown, we have another possible repackaging of, of Dolph Ziggler. I loved it. I thought it was a great promo. I loved it. He basically criticized and mocked the entire everything roster. that they've done. Yes, for like the past all, all year. Yeah, entirety of 2017. Do you have any hope that it will actually go anywhere? Yeah, he's the next WWE champion. He's yeah, out, he's obviously jumping right ahead of Nakamura. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad they found him. But I do have some hope. For he, he and he looked different than when you saw him. At yeah, he shaved his beard because he had a whole beard. It looked like he, he redyed his hair. Possibly got longer or whatever, mm-hmm. but 
I have hope for this because I was like, wow, this is really great. He just shot down the entire SmackDown roster. So I mentioned. Hey, he did that Raw, too. Hmm? Yeah, everything in WWE. Yeah, ba- 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 yeah, basically. But I'm just like interested to see how, like, how far this goes. Like, what is this going to be? Like, what's his motive going to be in the next upcoming weeks? I think he's at a match next week or something like that. I don't know if it's a match, but he said you basically you'll see what I'm talking about next week. Yeah, so I'm really interested to see. Like what he's going to do because this is going to be very interesting. Because Dolph Ziggler can talk when you allow him to be him. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too. It gives you something to look forward to next week. You know, I'm no huge fan of Dolph Ziggler. I don't hold anything against him as a person, no, really, or a talent. But I just think that they've made him so meaningless. So it'd be good to see him have something interesting to do. So yes, I'm looking forward to it very much. Um. Debut of Bobby Roode, as you mentioned, Eck. Was it or was it not glorious? It felt flat. Because I was like, against Aiden English, you're going to make... Well, I can't say he's face because it's his first night or whatever. But I thought it had been perfect for him to come out in the open segment with Owens and AJ and Shane. I thought that would have been perfect because that's that's making him a big deal. But he debuts against Aiden English. But we like Aiden English on the show, but he's basically, now he's not really anything on, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So it was basically, basically just his introduction, but I kind of wanted more for him. I think NXT, he was, he, just lost, he was just the NXT champion. Make more of a big deal about it. Don't let him just be a guy. Great. But he has that whole sports entertainment factor to him, so I do know he can succeed on the on the main. He even list. likes to throw around the term sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Vince loves him. So, he, well, he might mistake him, mistake him for Hunter, but <laughs> that was hysterical. That's another thing. If anybody hasn't seen it, the picture of Bobby Roode's head on Triple H's body and Triple H's. It's hard to tell. Bobby it's hard Roode's to tell them apart because they're basically the same guy. Like when he wears a rope, he wears a rope. He's flair. He wears a suit of Triple H. Yeah, wears it the same way. No tie and everything. Mm-hmm. But he can succeed on this platform because that's what he is. Because he, he's good in the ring, but he's a better entertainer because you buy it out of him. And I, I, say, I really thought I really thought it would have been a perfect spot for him to be in that opening segment with Owens, AJ, and Shane about the U.S. title. But it's just the first week, so there's, not, there's no telling what we're going to get. I hope they don't put him with Ziggler. I really don't because I don't want to see that because I want Bob Rude to be a heel. He's better at a heel. He's best at being a heel. He felt like a baby face yes. on Tuesday uh, night. Yeah, but it's just a debut. That's what I'm saying. But it, and the one thing that got me worried, too, is because he didn't do anything to get any heat after the match with Renee Young. Because one thing, you can come out as a baby face. Everybody's so happy to see you. But turn the, you got to turn the, but turn the crowd on, turn the crowd around on you. But they didn't do that. Yeah, the only thing he said that was even a little bit heelish was, everything I do is big box office, which isn't that big of a deal. I'm curious to see where they go with it, though. The, the one thing I'll give them credit for is you could have... There were certain points throughout the show where you could have said, like, this is where Bobby Roode's coming out. At that moment, I did not expect it. Because we see Aiden English get cut off often. So when he got cut off, I was like, all right, Bobby Roode. Like, I, I liked that it wasn't in a spot where I immediately thought it was going to be. But I do agree with you guys that they could have done a better job of making him look more important. Um, and, and agreeing with Aaron, I just I, it feels like the babyface role, which is how they portrayed him, is not the right spot for him. I'm curious if in front of a different crowd next week, it's different. 
No, they're all going to cheer Bobby Roode because like it's Bobby Roode and, and everybody loves his entrance. So they're going to cheer for him. They're going to cheer for him in that aspect. It's just what else do they do to get the heat back on him? Because like you said, he he cut that promo after his match, but he got nothing. He got no heat. He didn't say anything like, to actually garner heat and turn the crowd around on him. And that's what I was missing out of it. But it's only one week. I hope they don't make him face. I hope they don't throw him against Ziggler because that's what they that's what they tend to do all the time. They have to throw throw your put a guy put a new guy over with a, with a good hand. I hope that's not the case for Bobby Roode because I want him to like be important right away because he he's a big deal kind of guy. Speaking of Bobby Roode, he was in a the main event of NXT Takeover Brooklyn Three. Uh, we don't have to sit here and break down the whole show, but I feel like I know everybody loved this show. So I feel like we might as well, at the very least, discuss it. So, Alo, what were your thoughts on Takeover Brooklyn Three? Show stopper. <laughs> I was never. I haven't been that engaged in a show in months. Maybe since WrestleMania. But even with WrestleMania, that was a long show. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this probably been the most engaged in a wrestling show I've been all year. Like from 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 the first match to the main event. The whole Almas thing. Remember, we kept saying he was like Tyler Breeze, and like, what is he? But I don't know if you guys have been watching NXT, but this whole Thea Trinidad. I haven't been watching, but I'm aware that that's going. Yeah, but the whole Thea Trinidad, Zelina Vega thing. It's like she brought like so much life into this guy. And it's like I actually cared, and you already know I love Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I actually was like really like invested into that whole match, and even the tag title match was like nobody even cared about it. Because it was AOP versus Sanity. I, the best member of Sanity to me is Nikki Cross. I think she's amazing. She's awesome. And they even got you to care. They got you to care about that. And the and like the whole aspect of it. And then they got Red Dragon coming out at the end. I thought Alistair Black and Hideo Tommy was stiff as hell. The women's championship match. That match was incredible. That was the best women's match of the year so far. That's definitely on the women's match of the year board. The whole story of it with... Going back to TakeOver Orlando with the um, how Ember Moon couldn't hit the Eclipse. And if she hit it, that might have been it because she, she pushed the yeah. rep into him. And then she did hit the Eclipse and it wasn't over. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was an incredible, I, I thought that was incredible storytelling right there. And then the NXT title match, it was what it was, you know. But the thing that made it at the end, because, like, you know, NXT, once the, once the graphic comes on the bottom, you know, you always still got to. Stay tuned in, mm-hmm. and then you get Red, Red Dragon coming out again to end the show, and then you got Adam Cole coming through the crowd, coming through the crowd, and the, the place erupted because we knew we kind of were expecting Adam Cole to be there, but we didn't get him in the crowd. So especially, especially at the end of the show, like okay, he has to show up here, and then Red Dragon comes out, and then you see Adam Cole. It's like okay, this is great because this is what everybody wanted to see. We've been waiting for years for Adam Cole to get to WWE, and my thing, the thing I really liked was that everyone knew him. Like, yeah. Even on WWE.com exclusive, when he walked to the top of the stage and his whole Adam Cole baby, yeah. the whole crowd chanted it with him. So it's like right away, he's an important guy and he's already a big deal in NXT. Mm-hmm. Eh? Uh, just very little, uh, you know, you can't just run with and mm-hmm. agree with from what my best friend just said. It's one of those things. It, I know a lot of us affiliated with this network haven't been as in tune with the weekly NXT broadcast as we were a year or two years ago. This is a show, if you're not watching the product, 
you want to watch it after you watch the show. Um, it was the first takeover my son has watched top to bottom live, and he was invested. Um, you can make an argument out of the five card match or the five, the five match card or any of those being the match of the night. Um, all, each title match w was great. Um, my best friend made a point. I mean, you can argue... I think you can go back for the past three years. NXT Brooklyn gives you one of the top three, if not the number one, women's wrestling match every year. And it's one of those things. Asuka, Ember, Moon, they put on a clinic out there. And if that's not the best women's wrestling match of the year, it's in the top three thus far. Um, that was great. Um, I was immediately invested because I knew Johnny Gargano was... Um, Johnny Gargano was good from what you've seen from him in the Cruiserweight Classic, from what you've seen with him from Do It Yourself. And I figured he would go over. I've been a fan from... Uh, Andrade from you know early clips uh, from you know Hunter putting him over in backstage promos that match stole the show from the opening um, Almas is a star um, the there, there's no ceiling for that guy and I hope they do something right with him WWE has a big problem stereotyping Hispanic wrestlers mm -hmm. um, Del Rio they they try not stereotyping him and they really they didn't but that's kind of his own personal issues where that went wrong and hopefully almost can fill the void there um, I, I thought he did great in the match and it's one of those things with Thea Trinidad you know as whether it be his mouthpiece, his manager, someone that can help him in, you know, a shady way, he either can go straight to the top in NXT or he needs to run with this gimmick and roll out of NXT, go to the main roster and do something big, big with it. That is something going forward from NXT Takeover. I'm looking the most forward to um, the tag titles. I congrats to Eric Young. Congrats, Insanity, Alexander Wolf. I did not know his name going into this match. <laughs> After this match, if you don't know his name, you know his name. Mm -hmm. He performed He performed amazingly. Uh, he got the pinfall victory for his team. He is the most, in my opinion, and again, who am I? I'm, out of the four members from Sanity, he is the most unknown. And he, if it wasn't for his pinfall, Sanity would have no championships. Now, half of the team have belts. So... Congrats, Alexander Wolf. Congrats to Eric Young. They are now the new NXT Tag Champions. Red Dragon come out there, demolish them, and the Authors of Pain. And then you go to the world title, not to put nothing against Hideo Itami and Alexander uh, Black. Another great match, but uh, top to bottom, great show. Great show, the storytelling, the difference of um, debuting slash re-debuting people, um... Bobby Fish has already had a match in NXT, and you know the way they just re-showed them together. They did everything right on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. You you can't you can't complain about anything that NXT did. No, and uh, there's something to be said. Xavier Woods on the Up Up Down Down channel. The catchphrase of that channel is "Keep it tight." This show is kind of the living argument for keeping it tight. Because whereas SummerSlam seems to go on forever, NXT, it's just like bang, 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 you're out of there. And everything that happens is good. There's nothing 
stupid, nothing overdone. So nothing really I can add after what you guys just said about the show. But it, it was a really fun takeover. I've said this to you guys before about how I started to sour a little bit on NXT when I stopped seeing it as them developing new stars and started seeing it as it just has become an indie promotion. Then I started to come around on it a little bit a few months ago when I was like, okay, it's kind of becoming like the indie all-star team. And then when these guys leave the indies to go to NXT, it opens up new spots in the indies for younger guys. And that's becoming the new developmental. To me, this is like the coming out party of the indie all-star team. <laughs> like, it really was. I'm not the biggest Red Dragon guy like everybody else is. I'm not... I like Bobby Fish. I'm not really into Kyle O'Reilly. But the way that ended was awesome. I was a little annoyed that the camera work... I could see the crowd behind mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre looking back, and I'm like, well, somebody's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome show, though. Well... I guess my clamoring for that is um, due to having asshole friends, including you guys. <laughs> Not including <laughs> you guys. Ma- mainly prep, uh, you know, Derek, <laughs> and then the, you know, other things with social media. Uh, I'm, I'm getting flooded with text messages, and you got the Brooklyn Bay Bay. I'm getting that text, and I'm getting this, and I'm getting added in this. And it's okay. We, we thought Adam Cole would show up, and obviously that was the inevitable so the credits cut, and I'm like, okay, Adam Cole's coming because I got 97 text messages already. It's one of those things. It, the camera work didn't bother me as much because if I was watching it live, that would have been exciting. If I didn't already have all these text messages, you know, it, it, that took a little bit of a way. The camera work, and again, I, I could be wrong. If I was watching it live, I... It's one of those things you expect it either way. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, this is why no one will ever hear from me on a Monday or Tuesday night because I watch uh, Raw and SmackDown from 45 minutes behind at least on Monday and at least 30 minutes behind on Tuesday. So I just avoid spoilers. I don't pick up my phone at all during those times. I didn't start uh, TakeOver until like 2 a.m. Prep was bombarding this weekend with, with, with spoilers. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like, nah. I was like, I was like, Pash, don't do this. He's like, oh, I'm so... Yeah. He, uh, had, he had this text me in a, in a main me and him He text. told me that he was texting you, Alo, on the side. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying not to spoil everything for everybody else. Um, yeah, but one thing, another thing is I think Adam Cole, he made, he's made NXT what must see television. Yeah. On a, on a weekly basis, like you don't want to miss it anymore. Well, not just that. You mentioned not being a fan of Red Dragon. N- nor am I. I also don't believe my best friend is. I prep maybe to some extent, but it's one of those things. Even if you weren't in the Indies, the way they debuted, you want to know what they're gonna do, and that was the good thing about the way they both. And the, the intrigue about it was they 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 both debuted separately against Alistair Black, I believe. And we were just waiting for them to get together. Because, like, okay, we got both of them. And actually these tag teams. We're going to get Red Dragon. And mm-hmm. they actually came out in the tag title match. At, well, after the tag title match, it made a statement. So, it's like, okay, we got Red Dragon. And then with the with the inclusion of Adam Cole at the end of the night, just summed it up. Because we, we heard there was going to be a, a, a Ring of Honor st- stable of guys. Yeah. So... That also adds to make NXT must-watch television. Like you don't want to miss it. It's on the network on demand, though. But you, it's like you want to keep up with it weekly now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if I do personally, but <laughs> I see why it would make people. Yeah, because you like, like you need the, the the excitement factor. Like when Kevin Owens is in NXT, he's like that was like a must see television. And Kevin Owens and Adam Cole, they have like similar styles of entertainment. Yeah, if if it starts, if I that's what the buzz that I start hearing, I might make more of an effort. Um, and I'm always surprised to hear that from you because NXT is a big part of what got you back into. Yeah, it's just it's just not one. It's it's just more of a time issue than anything else. Like I don't know if I want to devote. Of course. An hour of my time every week to any more when, when we used to review that every week, that was always like a, it was like a, you know, gut wrenching feeling for me. Because like, <laughs> we were having a hard time keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. I'm sure that it will get a lot more people more excited for NXT, and I definitely came out of that show thinking, like they made you have to watch on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, well, not well, this Wednesday, Wednesday is not going to be, but the, the yeah. next actual show. Yeah. Um, now there weren't any match of the year contenders. I don't, except for the women's the women's match. But other than that, there was like everything was solid. I don't think there was any match of the year contenders out that show. But that was definitely on the th- this show. Tenant Taylor Brooklyn Three is definitely on the show of the year board. Yeah, and the, the last thing I'll say about NXT is I thought the the DIY shirt being thrown at Johnny nice Gargano. Touch. Was a brilliant touch. That's like, a story. Perfect story. Because I saw something get thrown in there. I'm like, I think that's a DIY shirt, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that's what it was at first. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I thought Andre, Andrade's shirt's black and green. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was trolling him, which you guys know I can appreciate a good trolling. Um, so, Ronnie versus the world. I mentioned Brooklyn last week. I'll mention him again this week. Can you please stop with the beach ball and the wave? I, I don't get. I saw a video come out, and I don't know if either one of you saw it, of Sports Illustrated asking people outside the Barclays Center why they hate Roman Reigns. And it's always guys like, oh, he's getting shoved down our throats, and he can't wrestle, and it's just like another John Cena, and it's like, dude, grow up. Like, Austin was shoved down your throat. The Rock was shoved down your throat. Hulk Hogan was shoved down people's throats. The Ultimate Warrior was shoved down people's throats. That's what happens. Did I tell you my theory about why Roman gets booed? Why? Because he's... No, because remember, 2015... Yeah, 2015... Was it... Or 14? I think it was 14. So, Roman's the most over guy in the Shield. That's not even up for debate. The shield breaks up, he still gets cheered, and he gets hurt. Was this the CM Punk thing? Yes. Okay. The CM Punk interview comes out the week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Roman doesn't come back till th- two, three weeks later at TLC, and then gets booed. I've, my st- I've stood by the fact that I think he gets booed because, gotta make Roman look good. Because <laughs> they think, because people think he's a reason that Punk's not there. And yeah, it, it makes even, sense. Even at WrestleMania, like when we were at the chicken spot at WrestleMania, <laughs> the guy was like, I, I don't think Roman connects because he wasn't in the indies. You know, I'm, you know, I, I started wrestling. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you like Alexa Bliss? She, she had this big indie career. The Ro- mm-hmm. like, your prep. The Rock had this big indie career. It's like, shut up. You're yeah. just basically going off of everybody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. You're doing what everybody else is doing. You think it's cool. It's like, oh, he's getting shoved down our throat. But like you said, who didn't get shoved down our throat? Stone Cold came, overcame the most ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and you and, and you don't hate Austin. Yeah, no, you don't. It, yeah, it's that whole thing is stupid. But you've been lucky enough to get SummerSlam and NXT Takeover three years in a row. You're getting it again next year. And you seem to do everything you can to trip all over yourselves to try to disrupt the show. You boo people while they're talking. Like I said, you'll you'll complain like, ah, Finn Balor is not... They got nothing for Finn Balor. And then you're throwing a beach ball around during Finn Balor's match. Yeah. Or you'll talk about women's wrestling and you're doing the wave during a women's match. The beach ball thing, like I said, Cesaro is truly the Swiss Superman <laughs> for taking care of that beach ball. You, Apparently, beach balls are now outlawed. Did you see on um, the events? Photoshop Elite with Cesaro in the beach ball in his Elite packaging? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, like I said, it was four days in Brooklyn. It couldn't have ended soon enough. Same thing next year. I'll feel the same way. I, I definitely don't want to go to SummerSlam <laughs> next year. Or Raw or SmackDown or anything that has anything to do with the Barclays Center. It is the worst crowd in wrestling. Maybe the worst crowd in sports. So yeah, Brooklyn, you suck. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, May Young Classic. Does anyone have any particular women that you're specifically looking forward to seeing in the May Young Classic? Tessa Blanchard, but my heart was broken by <laughs> per, per picture I saw. <laughs> so I'm very upset about. I'm very uh, upset about that. Uh, Marty Bell, I, I liked her story on the um, mm-hmm. the bracketology. I was actually more excited to see the bracketology in the SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's saying a lot. It is. Yeah. Um, Zeta, she looks interesting. Um, Rachel Ellering. Mm-hmm. Who has been emailed? I'm just I I, I don't nah. I, I I don't want to have to hand a woman an application. <laughs> she ha, she has been. Yeah, emailed. I hope you don't have to. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing her and um, Serena Deeb um, for, formerly from the um, SCS Radio Society CM Park. I'm interested to see what she does. Mm-hmm. So I don't know all these women, but I'm interested to see a lot of them in action. Because like I said, like that's the the good good about these tournaments. Like you may not know somebody, but they actually like, grab your attention. And you wanted to follow them, just like the CWC did. Yeah. Heck, anyone jump out of any names that you're looking forward to seeing? No one uh, estranged from really what um, my best friend here just said out. It was one of those things I haven't completely watched the Bracketology. It was ha- mm-hmm. after SummerSlam, my internet kind of gave out. So I there's a large portion of it that I, I haven't um, got to view. I'm going to try to rewatch it right before the uh, first round's air. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So for me, um, I know Marty Bell is one, like you said, her bracketology segment I thought was really good. I'm looking forward to seeing her. Um, I'm looking forward very much to seeing Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. I remember watching her when she was on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, Ronda Rousey has said before that she's the reason why their crew, the Four Horsewomen, actually watch wrestling because Shayna Baszler always has it on and always gets everybody to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see her. I may get this name wrong. I'm kind of running on fumes here at this point in the show. I want to say Kaylee Ray. Yes. You guys know I love a Scottish accent. <laughs> so as soon as I heard her talk, I was like, boom, love her. 
Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I wish I could remember anything she said in her interview right now because I would do the accent. But uh, the Mae Young classic, <laughs> uh, that's the best I'm going to get for now. She's one I'm looking forward to. And um, the girl from Germany. I'm curious to hear her. It looks like kind of like a bodybuilder. The bigger one? The bigger one? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember her name. Um,. I'm I not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm looking forward to seeing her too. And um, what's the woman? Um, the new, the new signing, the um, from Japan. I keep, I keep forgetting. No, her name. Kyrie Sane or no, the one they made a big deal about. That's got to be her. She okay. got like kind of like a pirate gimmick. Yeah, she her. does the big elbow drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her because see, see what the big deal about her is because they, the WWE they made a real big deal about when they signed her. And um, I know perhaps a big fan of Tony Storm too. She's great. I remember seeing her match. It was the first ever women's championship match. At um, Progress. At Progress, because that was right before I did Falls Count Anywhere mm-hmm. with Russ. And yeah, she's great too. So maybe that's why I didn't include her, because I have already seen her mm-hmm. before. But yeah, she's another one that I'm looking forward to. So basically, almost all these all these women I have not seen before. So anyone listening out there, you'll kind of be hearing our first impressions of a lot of these women. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a nice addition to the show for the next few weeks. Um, do we have any listener questions? Yes, we have a complaint from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe. Okay. Hmm. Is he complaining about seats? <laughs> <laughs> the lack of them, yes. Almost forgot. For tonight, please. I enjoyed SummerSlam. I can't believe he enjoyed something. <laughs> Thumbs up for me. However, we had a good view. <laughs> <laughs> However, I popped in a negative way when Jinder won. It was a natural reaction of WTF. Two things. Is Vince going for that? I truly feel that they missed a real opportunity to give Nakamura the win at one of the big four. They blew it. They totally had the chance. Question two. Manny and the Rumble are special. The main event was designed to showcase Strowman and set up the next paper. What do you say? Manny and what? And the Rumble are special. Rumble? Interesting. Yeah, the where? <laughs> wonder where, where he'll be sitting for that one <laughs> the main event was designed to showcase Strowman and set up the next pay-per-view SummerSlam or No Mercy are same price does SummerSlam mean anything or is it just another pay-per-view <coughs> I definitely don't want to say it's another pay-per-view because it means something because they're trying to make it like as close to the level of Wrestlemania as they can the problem with that is is that WrestleMania is special because that will always be known as the biggest show. Mm-hmm. There's no way around that. Um, the Rumble is special because there's something about that show that's different from every other show. Like SummerSlam, there's nothing different about it. It's just a big event in August. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it's just another show. They want it to be something more significant. They try to book it like it's something more significant. But I think there's just some inherent things about the other two shows that it's it there's nothing it's not going to be able to stand out as much as those two. And as far as do I think what they're getting out of gender is that what they're going for? I don't think so. But WTF? Yeah, I I don't think that's what they're going for. I think that they're I think in their minds they've thrown up this monster hated heel. I really think that they believe that. Well, and that's I, not what he is. Well, I think they are going for that because it's like how many times? Cause I said with JBL, with JBL with the WWE champion, champion 2004, he beat everybody. And I'm like, and me as a kid, because remember, they're not catering to the hardcore fans; they cater to the casual fan. And it's like, 
if he beats somebody you like, you're like, what the hell? Why? Why? How did he beat him? Mm-hmm. Like that's how they book. So that's why I think they they are going for that. And I think the other, I think the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, those are moments. And SummerSlam and Survivor SummerSlam, I see it as just a, just a show. I'm not one to sit there and like call things B pay per views. And I'm adamant about you can make a moment happen anywhere. WrestleMania is the biggest stage. We understand that Royal Rumble is something else. Survivor Series can be a spectacle. Like when I'm Dolph Ziggler went to Survivor Series and got rid of the authority, that was a moment. But ever since then, they haven't made any moments at Survivor Series. So Survivor Series can be made into a spectacle. But other than those two shows, I think the other all the other shows, you could do all, you could do that stuff anywhere. Yeah. SummerSlam is just SummerSlam. It's just like you said, it's just something that they got offered a few years ago. Hey, you hey we're gonna, hey we're gonna hold this in LA for X amount of years. Hey, we're gonna hold this in Brooklyn and make it a whole weekend thing for the next for the next X amount for the, for the, well, the foreseeable, for foreseeable food yeah. future at the moment. But you could do this stuff anywhere. It's as long as it's booked properly for you to build sympathy for the guy and then when he finally overcomes the odds and wins it, you'd be happy for the guy. It could happen anywhere. But WrestleMania and the Rumble, those are different events and those are held in higher regard than all these other shows. But you can do this stuff anytime you want to if you just do it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, do I see any big difference? I mean, no. It's one of those things, it, you know, when we get into Survivor Series, they haven't really... There's been a few good moments over the past five or six years. When I say a few, I mean like two that have happened in Survivor Series. Aside from that, Survivor Series hasn't mattered for a long time. SummerSlam is one of those things. I mean, it's it's not like a pay-per-view. It's not like a big... It, it's not event per se. It's a, a day. They, they drag it out as a five-hour pay-per-view. It's a two-hour pre-show. Um, again, I'm, I'm biased to the Rumble, as people know. That's why you know I take my seating pretty seriously. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's neither here nor there. I um, They have a 30-man match. I'm, I'm a big fan of Battle Royals, slash particularly the Royal Rumble. Um, the where? That's why I like watching it from a good view. Um but again, it's one of those things. Royal Rumble is important. WrestleMania is important. As much as they want to make it a big four, it's WrestleMania is the number one. Royal Rumble is the number two. So, you know, that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And what about, do you think, with gender, that's what they're going for? Is like that WTF feeling? Uh, no, I have no clue what they're doing. I think they, they're punishing Nakamura for that bad suplex, and I think he'll get the title soon. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Alright, and we got a question from other co-hosts of the show, mm-hmm. Josh Prepaguino. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Preptagon Jr. Preptagon Jr. Or the Prepic Edge. <laughs> As he will be taking over the shit. I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> on Throwback Madness. <laughs> Wait for it. Alright. He's asked, how good is Aiden English's singing voice? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you seriously kidding me? I enjoy it. I enjoy it too. I, it makes me laugh every time. The fact that he calls himself the drama king is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, it definitely will get under someone's skin. I, I like it, Aiden English. I think I think he could be a good mid card heel. Yeah, I, I think I think he's decent. I don't think his voice is good enough. That is something I want to talk about. Halo. <laughs> 
I love his voice. I think he's fun, but would I do anything with him? No. But he's out but he's out there to do a job and he does it great to mm-hmm. get on everybody's nerves. He do yeah. love his voice, don't you? Yes. I'm sure you do. So I have a question. This is a fir- uh, first time this person's ever asking a question. We have a question every week from the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast. First ever question from the baby sister of the Matt Madness podcast. <laughs> from my sister Gabby Pashery. She's been, I think, waiting to ask this for a few weeks and really wants us to answer it. Do you think Daniel Bryan is the dreamiest person in WWE? This comes from her loving Daniel Bryan on Total Bellas. So is Daniel Bryan the dreamiest person in WWE? No. No. Halo? No. He's awesome on Total Divas. (laughs) He is awesome on Total Divas. I will also say no, he's not the dreamiest. Who would be the dreamiest person on WWE? Six Minute John. <laughs> Eck? The dreamiest on WWE. It's gotta be Hunter. He makes all the dreams come true. <laughs> For me, let me go Corey Graves. Always in a fly <laughs> Always in a, always in a fly suit. <laughs> I feel yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Corey Graves. Very well spoken. So Corey Graves for me. What was his? What was he called in NXT? What? He had like Devil's a nickname. Partner? No, he had like a nickname, and I, I I can't remember it right now, but it was really great. Not ringing a bell. Man, I kind of where up. I saw you going. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of why I said it. I was kind of trying to tr- to throw you guys for a loop. They love six minute John. Yeah. Uh, that's it for listener questions, I guess. Uh, I guess that's it for the show. Um, Still a couple more weeks until NBA training camps start. So, LeBron James, unsanctioned seat still open for you. Bring in new teammates. Yeah, bring, yeah, bring Jay Crowder with you if you want. Uh, bring Isaiah Thomas. You could bring Zizic if you want. I don't care. But, LeBron, the seat is open. You could use a little time to unwind before you get back to it. So, come on, talk a little, a little bit about The Undertaker. Talk a little bit about being the ultimate warrior. Uh, seats open. We'll be open for good. I will invite you every week until you choose to sit down in that seat. Uh, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to a new episode of The Perfect Edge coming soon. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher. Is it anywhere else? I'm Google forgetting. Play. Google Google's Play. Us. Yeah. Five star reviews, please. Dirt Greatly appreciate it. Sheets review our, our, our weekly show. Twice a week. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, check us out. Check out collarandelbow.com and use the promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your order. Yes, and within a couple weeks, we will also have a t-shirt store on What a Maneuver. So keep your eyes open for that. So for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.